Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for uh, listening today. And nice to be back at work on Monday after a nice weekend. I was at my first uh, big Greek wedding yesterday, which was exciting. Uh, They know how to party, that's for sure. I stayed up as late as 8.30, so good for me. All right, uh, I love Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them Male and female, he created them. We are created in the image of God. But sometimes you uh, go through your, uh, your history, your, your ancestry, and if you've ever done one of those tests where you spit in a cup or spit in a tube and send it off and they analyze your DNA and you get to find out who your relatives are uh, very specifically, and you find out that there are some surprises in that. Um, my guest today is, is one person that had a pretty significant surprise. And you know her uh, because she's a regular guest on my show, Bev- Beverly Canaris. She's a uh, taught Bible study fellowship for 30 years and loves to mentor. And uh, we're going to hear about some of the results of one of those DNA tests that she took. And she had to process the results because they were kind of radical. So let's find out what the, what that is. We'll take 60 seconds and then bring Bev on. Statesman Edmund Burke is noted for saying the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. That statement should encourage all of us to engage in culture and be the salt and light Jesus calls us to be. But Burke also said this, nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could only do a little. Now, could I suggest that many who listen to Faith Radio have that perspective when it comes to supporting this ministry? Believing a small gift doesn't make a difference, they don't get involved. As Burke says, this is a great mistake. Faith Radio is fueled by many gifts that might be considered small by today's standards. $20, $30, or $40 single gifts, or $10 or $20 a month. Each of these gifts, when combined with the others, form the foundation on which this outreach is built. So thanks for your willingness to do something rather than nothing. Because of your gifts, the gospel goes out and lives are changed. Make your gift, whatever the size, today at MyFaithRadio.com. gone long i think the the big um the big tease has gotten a lot of people interested what are these family secrets that i've been talking about what exactly are these surprises what are the family secrets is if you do one of these dna tests well my guest is uh beverly canaris and you know her from being a regular on my show she also has um, is retired now from doing this but taught bible study fellowship for 30 years and uh, loves to mentor uh women and uh, loves to talk about jesus more than anything but she also um, has a personal journey in family secrets and surprises, and she wants to uh, share that with us today. Uh, with the advent of all the DNA testing that's being done, many people are getting these, uncovering these family secrets and surprises. So, um, Bev, welcome. 
Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here. Yeah, now this this is a little different from what we usually do because we usually just get into the Word and study it, but today we're going to hear a little bit more of a personal side. We are. We are. It's a personal story, but it's still all about God. In fact, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because this really is God's story in my life. It's a part of who I am. It's a part of how, how he made me, a part of his plan, sovereign plan over my life. So I'm willing to share it. And I think it has to be kind of a current topic with a lot of your listeners. This is happening all over the world. Um, I would agree. And I think we need to be prepared how to process this stuff when it does happen. Does people we know or happen to people within our own family? Absolutely. It can really throw you if you don't have a solid handle on God's sovereignty, that he knows all of this and has known it all along, a real handle on his love for you, that um, because maybe your family wasn't what you thought it was, that you still have a heavenly father who loves you unconditionally and will eternally. And also, it's a new way to experience his grace. So that's going to be kind of where we're going to focus today um, as I reveal my story here in just a minute. Three key words, really, for how do you deal with family secrets and surprises when they come your way, and most people will experience something in their lifetime. Uh, First of all, we're going to talk about expectations and uh, the effect they can have on this dynamic, as well as our identity. That can really be shaken when you get these DNA results back, or many other situations can shake our identity, sense of who we are. And then it's going to take us deeper also into the knowledge of grace. What does that mean in this situation? Well, let me start with my story. Um, I am 65 years old, I'm bragging, and I just found (laughs) out a couple of months ago who my real father, my biological father, was. I suspected strongly from a young age that my father was not my biological father. Really? I started putting pieces together as I was growing up. One of my dad's cousins looked at my mom and said, where did your daughter get those brown eyes because everybody else in the family is Mm blue-eyed, doesn't look like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm kind of the odd gal out. Um, And then also my mother, I heard her say to my dad, your boys, I grew up with three brothers. You do this for your boys, you know, and she wanted something done for me. Um, Also, Paul and I, my husband, Paul, we were out for dinner with my parents and my dad made a crack at my mom that was devastating. She wanted to just um, quiet him as quick as possible. He mentioned something about a particular profession and a particular business in the town that I grew up uh, about a man there. Mm-hmm. And she she was very, very uncomfortable and wanted the conversation changed. And then when I had our first child, I realized that I had a different blood type than my parents So I, and I also have a blood disorder called uh, Factor V Leiden. So I went to the family physician that we'd used growing up and I asked for any blood information on my parents and also their blood type, just so I could kind of get my medical history. And discovering their blood type was absolute proof that my father was not my father because of their blood types. You can look on any chart, uh, this particular blood type with this particular blood type, you cannot be this blood type, but I am. Mm. So um, that was concrete evidence. And at that point, I was a young woman. I, I confronted my parents lovingly, kindly. I just said, you know, I wanted an answer. I said, you know, I see that we've got these different blood types. How come that is? What's, is there more history here? I need to know. And my dad just turned to my mother and says, why is that? 
and then walked away. Mm. And she walked away. So right then I knew I was not going to get the answers Mm -hmm. that I was looking for. Um, Meanwhile, you've got a pit in your stomach. uh, Yeah. uh, Yes. It was hard for me to even bring it up. Um, it, it It was always the thought, you just don't bring up anything like that in our house. All the, I, I knew it was there was a lot of secrets in our family, and they were to be hidden. Um, but I did, at that point, I really accepted it, that out there somewhere I had a different father. Um, but I didn't pursue it any further, interestingly enough. I thought, if the Lord wants me to know, he'll let me know. And then I thought, well, maybe when my dad dies, because he was 10 years older than my mother, maybe when he dies, my mother will tell me. But my dad did indeed die, never telling anything, and then... My mom, after my dad died, her health declined rapidly, and I knew I would not get an answer from her. So I, I just kind of let it sit there, and I knew it, and I, my husband and I had discussed it several times that I probably have a different father. I even shared it with some of my close friends. Well, at Christmas, uh, my daughter-in-law gave me a gift of a DNA test. So I spit in the little vial and sent it in. And my results came back with absolutely no relatives on my dad's side. And there's a ton of them. Nothing. Really? Nothing. Not a a familiar name amongst them or last name that I was uh, raised with. Um, On my mom's side, I had some cousins there, second cousins that I, oh, I knew right where they came from, from my mom. Mm -hmm. And so I started contacting some of these cousins. There were four cousins, first cousins, and they... They give you an, a value of numbers of how sure it is. And these four first cousins had high values. They were very sure that it, they were first cousins. And so I contacted them. You can contact them through these these different um, organizations that do this kind of testing. And I, I contacted, I think, six or seven, and I heard back from three or four, four. And two of them were from these first cousins. And um, this one in particular... Uh, was really kind to me, and we talked about where they came from. But what really was a stunner for both of us is these four first cousins, I sent all the names to this one particular one that I was contacting, and she said, they're all my first cousins, and from this side. So right away I knew, okay, this really just eliminates it down to very few people as far as how I'm related to them. I was... um, we explored different ways that that could have been, and it finally came down to me really accepting the fact that this particular person was probably my father and their family. Uh, I, I asked the cousin if I could call her, and we started talking, and I gave her some of my background and my family history, and it became very obvious that um, we were indeed first cousins and that her father, Paul, had a brother, Harold, and Harold was my father. Hmm. And um, it was it was just like it was so obvious. And she shared with me, I had sent her a picture of me. She said, when I saw your picture, you look exactly like Harold's son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Harold had died some years ago. And looking at his obituary, it put him in the same city as my family in the right year. He had the same business that my father had kind of, you know, mentioned in my mom, Mm -hmm. made her so uncomfortable. Um, At the time I was conceived, my parents were in a marriage crisis. They, uh, my dad was an alcoholic. Um, They had two young, I had two younger, two older brothers. um, And the marriage was truly in trouble. 
also Harold's uh, marriage, his first marriage, also divorced in a very short window. So the secret's out. I mm-hmm. discovered my biological father. I have a hard time calling him father, but a biological father because I did have a dad who raised me, even though he knew I was not his child, mm-hmm. how admirable. Mm-hmm. My respect for him has grown even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found out I have two half-brothers, and um, they look a lot like me. Um, I have contacted one and hope to meet him. We're trying to figure out a date to meet. Uh, you know, and this gets a little tricky when you s- try to insert yourself into a family that doesn't know you exist. So there can be some resistance on the family's part to receive this stranger coming in. And then you have the complexity of you're the result of something negative of an affair of one of their dear relatives. Mm -hmm. And what does that put you in, in a position in this family? Um, I'm hoping that we can have a relationship. I'm hoping that I can have a relationship with these two half brothers. And, but I realize that it takes two and I would really hope that they would be open hearted because I feel open hearted. I really would like to get to know them and I'd like to get to know my father through them. Mm-hmm. All right, Bev, I'm going to have to take a little break, but boy, do I have some questions when we come back. Uh, this is real interesting. Uh, Beverly Canaris is my guest in studio, and we're talking about uh, some discoveries and surprises that can be uh, had when you take one of these DNA tests. <laughs> um, this is quite a, quite a surprise. Quite a surprise. Yeah. And have you seen a picture of Harold? Yes, I have. Okay. I Not want bad to hear looking. more about that. Yeah. I, was, I was happy about that. Oh, good. <laughs> Take a short break and be right back. Canaris, and she's a regular guest on my show. We usually just jump in and do Bible study when she comes on the program. But today we're talking about some secrets, some family secrets that were uncovered uh, when she realized that her um, uh, father was um, not her father. So, uh, Bev, I'm real curious, just because you've got you've got a, a medical history that's unknown because you can't know it entirely because you didn't know what your biological father's history was, but it turns out that he had a heart history and some clotting that your half-brother has had and you've had as well. Yes, yes. So there's definitely a a biological link there Mm -hmm. and it's very helpful for me to know. In fact, one of my children, their first comment was, find out his health history, would you? (laughs) And I think that's right. You know, we want to know his health history And, and he had had several heart attacks and then he... He actually died. He came out of church, sat down behind the wheel of the car, and died at the steering wheel. And they had revived him two other times from two other heart attacks. So, And he had had surgery. So a heart issues, I've got to watch my heart issues, and so do my children because of that kind of background. So, yeah, it's important to know these kinds of things. Um, you, you're not always able to know them, but God has revealed them to me, and I'm grateful for that. But there's a whole other side to all of this, and that's 
what it does to you inside when you find out something like this, what it does to your faith, what it does to your uh, sense of who you are. So I just want to talk a little bit now about how God's really been helping me process this. And I guess I have to start with something I learned long ago in dealing with families. And the word I want to use here is expectations. So often, especially when it comes to family, our expectations can set us up for disappointment. Um, There is a consequence of sin in this world, and that's relationship breakdowns. And the Bible is filled with relationship breakdowns. Think of the examples from Scripture, Bill. Adam and Eve hid in their sin. They wanted to try to cover up their little secret. Their children as well. Cain killed Abel and tried to what? Hide it. The secret. Yeah, it's a secret. Mm -hmm. The complications of Abraham and Sarah having a child through their slave girl. There was this child not of the of marriage, but of an outside of marriage. Then David, with his multiple wives, it created incest, murder, treason amongst the sons. David himself tried to cover up and keep a secret his affair, subsequent pregnancy with Bathsheba, and he tried to cover it up by murdering her husband. So this has a long history. Even the Bible has many, many examples of relationship uh, uh, breakdowns. But, you know, the Lord knows all those secrets. In fact, he had Nathan the prophet go and confront David with the truth. While families really are God's idea, these families include sinners. Families are meant to bring society together for stability, offering love, security, acceptance. And it's supposed to be the ground where faith starts to be sown in our lives. So there's a lot of great joys, but just like anything in life, we're the things that are our greatest joys, we're also vulnerable to have the greatest hurts. So it's not uncommon to have great pain as a result of families. But yet we have these great expectations for our family. I would have loved to have had a perfect family, but I'm not sure they exist. I had to adjust my expectations in my family of origin. And I did that, I started doing that years ago. Uh, my mother and I had a very rough relationship, which now I totally get. Mm-hmm. When she looked at me, she looked at guilt and shame. Yeah. And my dad looked at me, and I was a reminder of what had happened. Ouch. 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 So I was kind of, cro- you know, cut. Yeah, I was kind of in the crossfire of both of that, those emotions between the two of them. So I, I had a lot that I had to deal with over the years where I just had to realize that um, I had to have right expectations, that they were not perfect people, that they were going to make mistakes, that I had to accept the relationships I had with them and move on. Um, I've tried with the Lord's help to do things differently in my family right now. Uh, With the support of my husband and grown children, we wanted a different way for our family to operate, to break the chain of secrets and surprises by speaking the truth in love. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the truth to remember here about expectations is this. The all-knowing God is aware of all family secrets and surprises. So remember that. If you get some some shockers from your family, remember God knew this ahead of time. He's known it all along. I love Psalm 139, verse 16. It really says it so well for me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And then, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong verse, up to 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
So God knew all my days. He knew what my history was going to be. He put it all together. It was part of his plan. And I'm, that gives me a, a, a great degree of peace. Now, I have to tell you, Bill, this was not my only surprise. When I was there's in, more. There's more. Oh, no. When I was in high school, high school, I learned that my dad had been married before for 10 years. Your, your dad, dad. My, my dad that I grew up with. Okay. Had been married before for 10 years. Wow. And this was the first time you discovered that in high yes. school? Yes. Yes. How'd that come up? Um, she, the gal that they divorced, he divorced, came back for alimony. Oh. For some reason. Huh. Um, isn't that interesting? But God knew all this, all this background. Oh my goodness, it gets so complicated. But you hadn't figured out at this point that your dad, your biological father, was Harold. You didn't know that specifically did yet, did you? No, 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 not in high school. No, but I had suspicions. You had suspicions, but unconfirmed. And now you're yeah. finding out that your dad had a ten-year marriage that you that never, I didn't know about. That you didn't know about. Yeah. Okay. So more secrets. This is this is damage. And so at that point, I remember thinking to myself, I really can't trust them. Who knows what else they haven't told me? It, it, these kind of secrets um, really put wedges in relationships. So be careful. Sometimes we think we're doing the right thing by keeping everything a secret, but I don't know that it's always the healthiest thing to do. Another thing I've had to deal with as I've uh, uncovered all these uh, secrets and things from the DNA is, is my identity. You know, we can have a crisis of identity from all kinds of situations, uh, from the DNA, like I have, from adoption, um, something with our parents. A divorce can cause us to have a crisis of identity, a job loss, retirement, even parenthood can cause us to have a real crisis when it comes to our identity. Who That's are we? That's a big deal, too, isn't it? It is a big thing. Yeah. And you know what? Often we don't know what we have our identity in until it's taken away. That's usually the way it works. Isn't it? You don't it? know what you have until you lose it. Yes, yep. that's right. But for a Christian, our identity is in Christ. In John, the first chapter, verse 12, it really tells us where I, our identity is. Yet to all who did receive him, that's Jesus Christ, to those who received him, to those who believed in his name, Jesus Christ, he gave them the right to become children of God, Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or human will, but born of God. So there is where my true identity lies. And I had to remind myself of this going through this situation. Speaking truth into your heart. I I had to. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness I knew what the Bible said about that. But if I didn't know the Bible, that's why it's so important to know the word. Because when you get thrown things like this and life throws you things like this, you have to fight it with the truth about who you are in yeah, Christ. You can't know who you are until you know who you are in Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to have to take a little break. Uh, Beverly Canaris is my guest when we are talking about secrets, secret uh, things that pop up in, in families. And she's being quite vulnerable today, letting us know that uh, she thought her dad was her dad, but it turns out her dad wasn't her dad. So, but her dad was still her dad. You know what I mean? But her biological father. It's confusing, Bill. Thank you. All right. We'll take a little break. We'll come back. Lots more.
Welcome back to the show. We just got a National Weather Service alert. They issued a severe thunderstorm warning for Hennepin, Minnesota, Hennepin County and Wright County, Minnesota. So for many, 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 that will not apply. But just for those of you in the Twin Cities area, it begins at 429 p.m. So it's already started, ends at 514. Just so you know. So you heard it from me. All right. Beverly Kinnurse is in studio. We're talking about family secrets. And she got a biggie when she uh, found out her uh, biological father uh, was someone other than who she thought was dad. So um, where do we pick up, Bev? Well, we were talking about our identity, how finding out some of these family secrets, whether it's that you've been adopted or that you have a different father or it's something isn't what it used, what you thought it was, um, it can shake that identity. And But as a Christian, our identity is to be in Christ. We become a child of God through faith in Christ, and that is the solid ground that we can stand on, not our earthly identity, what we do, who we, who we were in a family with, all those things are ebbing and flowing. And we, ha- we have to s- put the stake down with Christ and that we are his and we are in his eternal kingdom forever. Um, Colossians 3.3 3 says our lives are hid with Christ. Hebrews 13, the church is our brother, sister, mother, father. So in the church, we have, we have family. We're to be like family. Proverbs 18.24 says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I have good friends that I am very close to, as if a sibling almost. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 describes the church as a body. Then we each play a role to bless each other. So we are Christ's family eternally, but our families here are but for that short lifetime. So it you have to have that kind of perspective, like, who am I in Christ? Um The truth to remember here is that family secrets and surprises do not change your identity in Christ. My thoughts when I learned this, you know how you just get those flood of initial thoughts, were this, I am the result of an affair. I am not wanted. Am I less? These are natural thoughts that the enemy is happy to place in your head when you're at a vulnerable moment like this, when you find out these surprises and secrets come your way. So how do I fight those thoughts? Um, That required me depending upon who I am in Christ and what he has done for me and showed his love for me. Um, it, It also caused me to look back over my life and to see that God was there through it all and that he has a bigger plan than just uh, biological families and who's half brothers, who's half this, that, who's cousin, who's that. His plan is much bigger and overarching to that. So my identity in Christ is first and foremost. And I can fight those kind of thoughts of being somehow less because of this, because I know who I am in Christ and that I'm his precious daughter, loved, cherished. I'm going to have an eternal relationship with him. He knows every in and out of me. We have an intimate relationship together. And my my need for um, that affirmation um, and uh, being feeling less than because of this is really not there because of Christ. Mm-hmm. It, that's the only thing that makes sense because I should feel that. I should own that, but I don't own it. I really don't. Um, and that's a gift from the Lord. 
The, That's beautiful, by the way, because yeah. your identity is in Christ and you're not budging from that position. And I love it. I'm not. No, I'm really it's not. It's so grounded. It, and I just, the minute those thoughts came into my head, I chose to replace them with the truth of Christ is who I am. Christ is my identity. I am his child. And I love the thought that, you know, these families come and go, but boy, the family of God, that's who I'm a part of. And that is for eternity. Another thing I had to kind of wrestle with as I was going through this time now is um, grace. How do we give grace to others in our family secrets and surprises? So what is the response we want to work toward? Where would God have us go with this kind of information? Well, I think as Christ followers, we really have an edge because we have had firsthand experience with God's grace. As God has given us grace in the forgiveness of sin and new life through his son, Jesus Christ, so we are then to be grace-filled with others. And so a grace-filled response, what does that look like? I wanted to be a person who responded to this with grace. Um, First of all, well, three things to respond in grace. Forgiveness. Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. What that's really saying is... Jesus' own words there. He's saying, look, if you've experienced my forgiveness, there is an obligation there for you to forgive others. If you've truly experienced it, you will forgive. Now, I know forgiveness is a process, and it, it has to start out with just, uh, the, just the willingness to obey God sometimes, almost stubborn, stubbornly, I'm going to just obey God on this, and your feelings will catch up later. But forgiveness is a huge part of being gracious in a response to a situation like this. And then secondly, try to understand the time and the situation your family was in at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I picture my mom, my dad is an alcoholic. She's got these two young boys at home. I picture Harold. He just got home from the war. He was a decorated war hero, um, but messed up. Uh, His son shared that with Mm -hmm. me. He, He had had some issues as well. Um, and an affair happened. Uh, I try to understand that and give my parents a break that, you know, they, for all the years of my life, they raised me as their daughter. They thought they were doing the right thing by keeping these things from me. And so I, I just have to offer them my heart as one of being gracious. I can't be condemning, angry, accusing, um, cutting people out of my life uh, as a result of this. I just can't do it. I I have compassion for them. I have compassion for Harold. I have compassion for my mother who went through that. I have compassion for my my dad who raised me, that he knew this and then raised me. So you have to kind of understand the time and the situation in order to have uh, a better, gracious, uh, you know, a more gracious response. And then third, ask God to show you how he's used this for the good in your life. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I love God. I'm called according to his pur- purpose. So I know that even in these things, these weird family surprises and secrets that God is going to work it for good. And he has worked it for good. I think it has made me a more gracious person. It's made me a more um, uh, open person to other people's pain and 
dysfunction, if you will have it. Um, and it has made me also sensitive to um, wanting to be a different kind of a parent mm-hmm. uh, for my own children. So a lot of good has happened as a result of this. A truth to remember here when we're thinking about being gracious to others is, is that family secrets and surprises require a response of grace. If you don't respond in grace, Bill, you're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck in anger, unforgiveness, um, uh, again, broken relationships are going to happen if you don't seek God for the grace you're going to need in order to cope with that kind of a situation. Um, I certainly had to extend grace to my parents and to Harold, and I'm sure they thought this was the best thing to do, to cover it up. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to look back and you say they they thought it was the best thing. Yeah, of course. For me, for them, um, I could see why they wouldn't want to tell me. I mean, it makes them both look bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and no one wants to look bad. Um, so there was this cover-up and the secrets. However, my opinion of my father who raised me really has um, been elevated through this experience. To think that he could look at me, provide for me, you know, you know, have a bedroom. I mean, it just, it just like I was one of his, he really did a good job as I look back, even knowing that I wasn't his. You know, Bev, communication is so difficult, isn't it? It is. You take that generation who weren't great communicators to start with, right? Oh, maybe a little bit on the reserve side. A little. Okay. A lot. I'm trying to be nice here. And they're caught in the middle of Maybe, like you say, some shame, maybe some embarrassment. Maybe now we're doing the very best we can going forward. So when is the right time to sh- share that news? Yeah. When When would when? it be? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I I, I, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. I, I have no idea what their thought process was behind it. They're both gone now. I, I can't go and ask them. And I really have a lot of peace with that. Um, being this old and finding this out, I'm really okay with it because I feel like I really wanted to honor my parents, as Scripture says. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to become that daughter that didn't do that. Um, and I, before the Lord, wanted to keep my try to keep my heart right. I mean, I, I had struggled. I shared that already. I had struggled with them, but I really didn't want to dishonor and disrespect by charging into their personal lives where they didn't want me to charge. Mm-hmm. So that, that is kind of my story, and I think it's important to realize that family secrets and surprises are exposed, but remember, God's aware. He knows. He knew, he knows, knew my background. Um, he's used that background. Um, these family secrets and surprises are not who I am. It's not my identity. And these situations require us to exhibit the same grace we have received from the Lord Jesus Christ. So that is a growing experience spiritually. It's also a test of faith. How will I respond to this? Will I respond in a Christ-like way or will I respond in the flesh? Um, You know, I could dwell on the fact I was denied ever getting to know my true biological father. I could dwell on that. Mm -hmm. I could get angry. I could get bitter. But I can't do that. I, I have, God has been so gracious with me. I have to be gracious with others, mm-hmm. especially those in my own family. Let's talk about some of your own family, like your, your, your brothers. 
Yes, okay. I, ha- I grew up with three brothers. You grew up with three brothers, mm-hmm. and your dad, that you called dad, yes. was the biological father of all three of those? We don't know. Okay. <clears throat> Just to add to the drama. Okay. Um, so, I've asked two of my, my one, one brother is very ill, and I, I haven't asked him to do it. But the, my other two brothers, um, I've asked them to do it, mm-hmm. the same company that I use, yes. so that we could get accurate results. Um, there, may be, there may be a discrepancy in there as well. We're, we're suspicious. Now, have you had conversations with your brothers about this? Yes. And, uh, and what did they say? Lighten up, sis, or... No, I kind of gave him some forewarning that I was doing this and um, suggested that they might do it too because I was, you know, I I pretty much knew what I was going to find. I kind of wanted to be gentle with them. And so um, we've been been going back and forth on it. I had a couple outside conversations with a couple of the brothers just saying, you know, I'm finding some cousins that really don't make sense. Um, So I'm digging deeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, two of the three were here in June. And so at dinner at our round our table, I told them I had found my true bi- biological father. And um, believe me, I, I think that they ordered their kits pretty quick after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, there's three, three brothers. Um, the, the youngest brother I'm convinced is of my parents. The older two probably, but there's an outside question of that firstborn. Mm, wow. All right, maybe you've had a surprise like this. Maybe you've got a question you'd like to ask uh, Bev just because you're thinking, huh, I wonder if I'm in the same situation she was in and maybe a question would help help me move to take action or just let it go. You can certainly uh, give us a text question. Our phone lines are not open, but our text line is, and that's 877-877. 933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. We'll take a short break and be back in a minute. just joined us, Beverly Canaris is in my studio, and you know her because she's a Bible teacher. She taught Bible study fellowship for 30 years, loves to mentor, and uh, she has uh, shared quite a secret today that her uh, biological father is a man that she never met and was the product of an affair with your mother back in the day, and your uh, mom and dad kept it a secret for many, many years, and then you came to understand that uh, your dad was not your biological dad and you didn't get the chance to ever know him because he's now passed on. Um, but it is, was interesting to find out that his medical history is helpful for you to know for your own health and well-being. Yes, and for my children. And for your children. Absolutely. A lot of these things are so hereditary. It's, um, it's an important piece of information to know. Um, plus, I would like to know him a little bit of his personality, um, and I've asked his uh, son, his my stepbrother now, so I have five stepbrothers, Bill, just counting here. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm the princess. Let's hope they want to have a relationship with me. I, I think there's a peculiar um, relational issue here when, like, if this person, like, if I suddenly would show up, like, um, the cousin invited me to go to a family reunion. Mm-hmm. 
um, this summer, and and I declined. I just couldn't walk into a family reunion having not known any of these people and to say, hi, I'm the result of Harold's affair Mm -hmm. and do this to these people. So I'm hoping that through these half-brothers, I can get to know the family, and in two years when they have another one, my cousin said she would come and take me. She, she really would like me to meet the family. So, um, it, but it's very complicated. I mean, how would you feel if you know some woman walked into your life and said, "Hi, I'm the child of your grandfather or of your father, and of an in, in an affair"? Uh, would that be? Would they be welcomed? Would you welcome them? That's such a shocking question you're just asking. Would you welcome them? Well, do, I mean, wouldn't you want some kind of Proof? Not everybody will welcome them. And maybe uh, yeah. that's it too. Maybe they remain skeptical, which, you know, you can't convince people uh, against their will. Um, maybe they're skeptical and quite often they may not want a relationship with you. And so you have to be okay if that's the way it kind of goes. But right away from the beginning when I, I was talking to my cousin, I said, please tell my half-brother when you contact him and tell him who I am. Please tell him I want nothing from him other than just to get to know him a little bit and to find out a little bit about Harold. And um, so I wanted to make it clear, I'm, I, I have no ulterior motives here. Um, and I really think as a Christian, if that happened to me where somebody came into my life, I would hope, again, that the response would be gracious and that I would reach out to them. Um, do they have to become my best friend and show up at every family gathering from here on out? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. You kind of have to, I think what I'm going to be doing here in the next couple of years is defining what those relationships are going to look like in the future. I don't suspect they're going to go deep, but yet I, I do want to have some kind of relationship with them. If I totally get rejected, so be it. That my Again, my family, my identity is with Christ and my own immediate family now. So I, I could handle that, but I would hope that people would handle this with tender care. It's kind of laying your heart on the line when you're the person uh, coming into this family as the surprise, um, and you want to be received with kindness, at least kindness, if not love, at least kindness. Mm-hmm. Bev, how can this affect grandparents? when they all of a sudden, you know, realize that there's other grandkids. Yeah. Well, I actually have a picture of um, Harold's father, who would mm-hmm. be my grandfather, and I thought, wow, there's my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And he is, of course, long past as well. Right. But it, it would affect the whole family, the whole family. Um, most of the time, some of these, because, you know, some of us are a little older, it, it, most of these people have passed on. But it can be a real shocker for everyone in the family, and people are going to react differently. Mm-hmm. A listener uh, said, I'm curious as to your thoughts on the effects of a grandparents to their grandchildren. My husband and I came from divorces, and so my child is mine with another man, and her children do not know that, and my child is afraid to tell her children, thinking that they will see us differently and we are all very solid in our identity with Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's that tension that, ooh, what if we talk about it? Yeah. Well, my experience, and I can only speak from my experience, is that 
secrets are really not good. And sooner or later, they're going to be uncovered. And I think it's better to hear it from the person. Mm -hmm. Another listener said, my father is married to my mother, and it's his third marriage. I have three younger siblings who are eight years younger than me. My father is currently battling with cancer, and I see him struggle with this truth from time to time, the truth being that he is not my biological father. With limited time left and with the visible uh, frustration of withholding information, I'm torn. I want him to know that he is my father and I love him and that he doesn't need to hide the truth from me, but I do worry that my siblings will treat me differently. It's complicated, isn't it? Oof, families wow. are messy. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, again, the truth, the truth. I think you would give him a gift, the truth. Speak the truth in love. I, you know, as Jesus, how he lived and walked in this world, he spoke the truth, always with kindness and love, sometimes rather direct, but he spoke truth. And if Christ lives in us, I think we want to be people of truth as well, always with kindness and love, but truth. Mm-hmm. So let's just go back with the time we have left, Bev, to the, the three words that you brought to the table, because I know we have listeners that have just jumped in their car and uh, expectations, identity, and grace. Can we just do a greatest hits real quickly on those again? Yeah, I think they're really super important because expectations is something I've had to deal with my entire life when dealing with my family, mm-hmm. not to have unrealistic uh, expectations for our families because uh, relationships are broken because of this sinful world that we live in. Um, and if we have expectations, we are often disappointed. So take away the expectations and just savor and enjoy what you can receive from your families. Crucial, and especially when you're dealing with secrets and surprises in a family. So the truth there on expectation is the all-knowing God is aware of all family secrets and surprises. He's not thrown by this. Um, He understands. And we are to have the expectation that we live in a sinful world. Believe what the Bible says. And all the examples of that sinfulness is illustrated in Scripture. We need a Savior. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. Identity was the second word that we brought up. And many people go through kind of a crisis of identity. I know I had to remind myself several times of who I am in Christ rather than does this make me um, just the result of an affair? Does this make me not wanted? That was an unwanted child. Um, Am I less than other people because of this experience in my life? These are really natural thoughts. and, And I really think the enemy is behind a lot of that. But the truth to remember is that family secrets and surprises do not change your identity in Christ. That's so powerful. So need to remind everybody that it's who we are in Christ. We're all created in the image of God and we are, our, our identity is grounded in Christ. We're good. Exactly. We? we are good. And then lastly, of course, grace. Oh, That's this, the biggie. Th- this situation requires a lot of yeah. grace. I always think too, Bev, the, the degree to which you don't forgive is the degree to which you suffer. Yes. So if you're hanging on to some unforgiveness, you're going to be you're going to be suffering some level that is just never going to go away because you're not forgiving. You're drinking your own poison. Yeah, that's exactly You think true. you're poisoning them. You're really drinking nah. your own poison in that. And um, it will be, it'll be a wedge 
uh, in your relationship with other people, that unforgiveness, unforgiveness will also be a wedge with the Lord mm-hmm. because he has an expectation that as we have been forgiven, that we will indeed extend that forgiveness, that grace then to others. Um, but we need to, you know, give people some slack. I, I give my parents all the slack. In many ways, I admire them for making the marriage work after an unexpected pregnancy by another man enters yeah. the family. Yeah. Family and they were split. married 67 years, I think. Wow. Yeah. They weathered some storms. They ha- they did weather some storms. And my dad, by the way, had 50-plus years of sobriety and um, wow. went through AA. So, I mean, they they had problems. Yes, they did. Yeah. Bev, you're so brave to come on and share the story, and I know it's created a lot of interest in people that are going through the same process and you've offered such a great um, example and model of grace and forgiveness and just to manage expectations Um, so thank you for coming on the program it's been a privilege and I hope I hope that people the right people have heard this and will be helped and that they will seek their identity in Christ and that grace in order to deal with it. I just want to remind everyone in the Hennepin County area, the National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning for Hennepin and Wright County. That's going to last until 514 today. That wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to all my guests. Thanks to all my listeners that chimed in with comments. I hope you have a great evening. Just remember, as you lay your head on the pillow tonight, God is working out that great, great plan in your life. Good night, everyone. God bless. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.